ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 23 of the Spearhead Sundays podcast. I am recording this on uh, Friday the 1st of July, and you're listening to it on Friday the 3rd of July, and... The 4th of July, is that an American holiday? Is that, what's that, Independence Day? Fuck, that was a good movie, man. Will Smith flying planes around, beating the shit out of aliens. What a sick movie. I don't know what their holiday is about, but uh, if their holiday... Dude, if their holiday inspired the Independence Day movie, did America get invaded by aliens and, and, and we just didn't get taught that in school? If anyone's from America... Could you let us know if you guys were invaded by aliens and that's why Independence Day was made? I'm going to look up. This isn't even what I wanted to talk about. This just came into my head. What is Independence Independence Day? This is fucking irrelevant information. You know, you know that guy that knows a whole bunch of shit that you don't that that just really doesn't mean anything. Like you'll start talking about something and he'll tell you everything about it, and you're just like, why the fuck does that guy know what that means? Independence Day holiday. Oh, it's July 4th, not July 5th. Okay. Um, What does it mean? Independence Day. Variously known as the 4th of July and Independence Day, July 4th has been a federal holiday in the United States since 1941. Oh, look at all this fucking information I'm absorbing. Uh, But the tradition of Independence Day celebrations goes back to the 18th century and the American Revolution, blah, 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 13 colonies, shooting Indians, uh, in between shooting Indians, I guess they decided to shoot each other because they were fucking running out of Indians. Uh, (laughs) I bet there's Americans just sitting at home going, that's not what Independence Day is about. Ah, shut up. You love shooting them. It's the same thing that we did to the Aboriginals. That's just why they're, you know, although the, the, the Indians, you guys, I don't know too much, but the, the native Indians seem to be bouncing back a lot better than, than the Aboriginals are. You guys seem, you guys seem to have, um, although I suppose the Ameri- did the American Indian stuff happen before we fucked over the Aboriginals? Because you guys seem to have like, yeah, you know, what we did, that was pretty bad. You know, we, we destroyed your homeland and we fucking, you know, we raped your women and we just basically fucked everything up. So we're going to do our best to fix it. America seems to have done that pretty well. But Australia, I don't think um, everyone's like, oh, it's Aboriginal. It's been, you know, it's been a while. Get over it. That's kind of our attitude about it, which I don't think is right. I think Australia's, I think America's pretty fucked on the equality thing. Like they, they have various ups and downs. I think Australia's got it right. Uh, with our equality between the races, I think we've got it pretty good, except for the Aboriginals. I think they're still a little bit fucked thanks to us, and we're not really helping. We're not really doing anything enough. Anyway, I'm talking about Independence Day. I haven't learned anything yet. Just started ranting about Aboriginals. Um, so, fuck, I picked a long article. So, let me just skip to the end. Uh, I'll read the last pod, pod, the last paragraph. Uh the most common symbol of the holiday is the American flag. Ah, oh, fuck off, America. That's the most common symbol for every thing that you do, right? My, my jacket that was made in America has a flag on it. That's more prominent than their logo. You guys need to get some new ideas, you know? Your flag, it's not even that good. Like a good flag, I like Japan's flag. That's a nice, minimalistic, simple flag. Some white and then a red dot. And you know what? South Korea's flag is fucking cool too. Our flag sucks. Who am I talking? What am I talking about? Our flag is shit house. 
We got the Union Jack in there because we kind of have to. We're obligated. Our flag is shit house. We need to change that. Anyway, <clears throat> what a massive sidetrack. Is this even a podcast anymore? What am I talking about? Um, I'm getting back into stand-up, ladies and gentlemen. I've had my little break after the tour. Haven't got on stage for about a month or so because I think it's good. When you really like something, it's, it's good to take a little bit of a break, especially if it's a creative thing. If something that you really, really like and you've been doing something and, and say you've achieved something. So for example, I wrote my show. It was a really good show. I did a tour. And then I wanted to, then I like to take a break after I achieve a massive thing because I don't want to get stuck in a, a routine. Of, of this is the kind of comedy that I write. This is the kind of stand-up that I write. I'm just going to repeat the process. I like to have a little bit of a break, refresh, see where my mind is at and what, what's been going on in my life, and then just start writing up again. Um, so this year, I'm, this year with the show, I think I want to talk a little bit more about my relationship with my girlfriend because I haven't been a girlfriend for four years. Nobody knows that because I find it hard to... You know what it is? It's really hard to make jokes about your relationship funny unless you bag the shit out of your partner. (laughs) Seriously, when's the last time you heard a joke, like a good joke about having a girlfriend or a boyfriend that wasn't, you know, about him not being able to get it up or her not being able to put out, you know, everybody just fucking bags their partner. But that's how it is. It's it's generally easier to, to, to criticize something. Comedy is generally more, more, criticism instead of praise because if you get up there and start talking about how good something is then it's less comedy and more this is why you should agree with me um but yeah i uh i've been struggling to write some shit um about anything any kind of jokes i've been kind of struggling because i've been enjoying my break um so what i did is i just was like well fuck i'll just book a spot i'm getting up on monday um uh, yeah, I'll tell you where it is. Uh, the Brunswick Hotel, if you're interested in it. It's in Melbourne. Uh, I'll be doing five minutes there. Don't yeah, don't come expecting a full show. I'm going to be doing like five to seven minutes of new stuff, so it'll probably suck. You know, I've been on stage for a month and they're all new jokes, but I was just like, I was struggling writing stuff and I realized, oh, I'm not writing because I don't have a reason to. You know, I don't have any gigs booked. I don't have any shows. My tour's done. So I just hit the guy up who runs the room and I was like, hey, book me a spot. I had no material and now... Now that I know that a deadline is coming, I'm just all these ideas are coming to me. So I feel, I feel really good, man. I love. I, I forgot how much. Well, I didn't forget. I just missed it. You know, I love, I love getting on stage and I love writing stuff. And I came up with some really cool ideas while I was walking down the street today. Just got out of the house, went down to Chapel Street to the comic shop, my local comic shop, and I just bought Justice League New Fifty Two Volume Four. And I'm and just all the way there, I was just coming up with great bits, writing it in my phone talking to myself like a fucking psychopath. All these people looking at me, I'm gesturing and talking to myself really quietly. They think that I'm high on meth like every other person talking to themselves on Chapel Street. But really, you know, I'm just a productive member of society trying to write some dick jokes. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, oh, and shout out to the uh, the guy who, who was driving the Coles delivery truck who said hello, beeped the horn at me, yelled at me. That was cool. I because That was cool because I used to work for... Um, the Coles delivery service in the call center. We might even have spoken, man. I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but we might have spoken before, you know, back when I was a little fucking noob in the, uh, in the Coles place. That was the first job that I hated. That was the, that was, that job was when I realized that there's no way I can do this for the rest of my life. You know, having a real job, being a productive member of society, AKA slaving, making some other dude richer and helping the banks take over the world. I just can't do that, man. 
It's not, it's not good for your health, you know, like sitting in an office chained to a desk, repeating a task that you don't care about and not achieving anything. That's the thing about office work. You don't, you don't really ever achieve something like in a call center, you take a call, you finish the call and then you do the next call. You know, that's, you don't ever, you don't ever achieve, you know, like you don't finish the day and you're like, look at what I did. Like if you're a builder, at least you're building a house. Like you can kind of, you're like, okay, I've got to build this wall and then I got to sand the floors and then they're done. Then I can do another thing, you know, then it's like problem solving and you use your brain and you put the roof on and then you're done and you're like, fuck yeah, look at this house that I built. I'm going to go build another one. You know, at least it changes every now and then. Call center, you're just taking the same call again and again and again and again forever. Horrible shit, man. Don't, (coughs) I won't say don't ever work in a call center, but don't ever, don't ever let them convince you that it's a career. I've worked in call centers for about, since I was, since I was 18, I worked in call centers until last year. So what is that? 18 until 21, about three years until I quit at the end of last year um, and took on comedy full time, but very poor. Don't ever let them convince you that it's a fucking career because it's not, okay? You work in a call center, the highest you're ever going to be is a call center manager. And every single manager I ever had at a call center was a fucking sad cunt who hated me and his life because I represented his job or her job. The guys and the girls both hated it because they're, they're shit jobs. Don't ever do call center work because it's good money and it's easy work, easy work, but never stay there for more than a year thinking that you're going to move up because you're not. Um, <clears throat> but I would recommend doing sales, telesales or any kind of sales, um, especially early in your career. If you guys are like 17 or 18 or, or you're in university, I so recommend sales. Everybody hates salespeople, but when you're doing it, sales teaches you something that you can't learn anything else. Um, and that's just talking to people, persuading people. It gives you so many useful, um, life skills, you know, being able to give somebody a pitch, being able to approach a stranger and talk to them. Sales teaches you so much. It gives you so much social confidence. When I left high school, I was a little bit awkward. You know, I I only just started getting into comedy. So I was just kind of finding my passion and what I wanted to do in life. But my first job, I just stumbled into this, um, this sales place. And to this day, best job I've ever had, right? I loved it there. I fucking loved it. Um, not everybody likes sales, but It definitely teaches you something. It made me more confident. It made me realize that talking to people that you don't know isn't that scary. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing really bad happens. Everybody has this kind of when they're when they're new at talking to new people that they didn't go to school with. Everybody has like this fucking social anxiety thing that's like, oh, uh, what if they don't like me? You know, this thing that's just holding you back. And I think that sales, if you really put a lot of passion and energy into it. Um, it teaches you how to get over that because the only way you can make money in sales is by, you know, jumping over those hurdles and talking to strangers. And if you can convince, right, this is what I think. If you can convince a stranger you have never spoken to, uh, like over the phone to give you 300 of their dollars that they worked hard for, if you can convince someone to give you $300 over the phone to a stranger, man, you can pick up a girl you can go to a job interview. I'm the, I, I seriously think that sales made me good at job interviews. I am so good. I am so good at job interviews and I am a fucking horrible employee. 
every time I get an interview, I have gotten the job every single time. And I've been to so many job interviews because I am a fucking horrible employee once I get there, right? I go into the job interview and I just sell them. You know, it's the, it was the easiest thing in the world. You go there and you basically, here's, when you go to a job interview, right? This is what you do. You go there, you sit down in the chair, you don't fucking speak to anybody. You don't speak to a single fucking person. None of the people that you're up against, do not ever speak to them, ever. Because as soon as you start talking to your competition, they notice that and they're like, right, he's a talker. He's fucking out, okay? Never speak to anybody. Do not speak to anybody unless spoken to in, in your job interview, right? <clears throat> Just sit there with your resume, dress nice, and fucking wait till they call your name. And then when you get in the interview, make sure you've done your research about the company, right? Read a couple of paragraphs about their bullshit mission statement. That's a big lie. And just memorize a couple sentences like, uh, uh, Cole's uh, delivery, they, you know, their true passion is making delivery available to disabled people and, and people who can't leave the house because they have children, making everybody's lives easier. That's all bullshit. Cole's online, their delivery shit, that's just to make more money and, you know, invest it and fuck over the world and buy a new yacht. That's what it's for. Their mission statement's bullshit. But you memorize that bullshit and then you you figure out how to shoot that out your asshole at the guy interviewing you. And then whenever they, they ask you questions, don't be funny, right? Don't show them any personality. If you, This is the thing. A job interview is not about them liking you as a person. A job interview is how well will you fit into this soulless machine? How, how good of a robot are you? So if you can go in there with zero personality, if they ask you about your hobbies, don't say sport. Don't say anything that requires you to do something. Do you know what I mean? Like, or anything you get hurt in. Don't say you like going out and partying because then they're like, right, he's not going to come into work on Mondays because he's going to be drunk. Don't just make yourself sound like this is, this is, by the way, this is for like corporate jobs. You know, this isn't for dream jobs. If you want to be like an artist and they're looking for a graphic designer, go in and do whatever you do. This is for fitting into a machine jobs, right? Call centers, banks, sales. um, What else? Uh, manufacturing, shit like that, right? Where you want to be a good little robot for their big soulless machine. You want to be, this is their ideal employee for these corporations. They want someone who has no friends, someone who has no hobbies, someone who is depressed, but not so depressed that they want to die or they can't get out of bed, like a little, like a healthy, well, not a healthy, like obviously depression is not healthy, but they want a good level of depression to the point where you don't see your friends because you're sad, but you will throw yourself into work because that's the only thing you have. That's their ideal thing. And then they put you in that machine and like, right, no hobbies. Let's uh, make sure he works overtime. Right, a little bit depressed. Let's make sure he never gets out of that depression so he just stays here and he doesn't really strive for anything. Um, And yeah, no social life. That's fucking perfect for us because then he can go to uh, after work drinks and that way his only friends will be at the people who work. So if he ever wants to leave, he'll be like, but then I'll have no friends. And that's the trap that they get you in. I'm looking at all the shit that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about in this podcast and it's just not going to get spoken about because I just went into a fucking 15 minute rant on how much I hate jobs. I hate jobs, man. This is my ultimate goal in life is to never, is to get to 40 years old and just know that I'll be okay. 
that I don't need a job, right? I want to own my own house and I don't, I don't even need to be rich. Like being rich, that'd be great. Obviously I'm going to aim for rich, but if I can just own a home without paying a million dollars in fucking interest to a bank before, by the time I pay off my house, right? If I can own a house, own a car and just sit in my house and being like everything in here is mine. I don't owe anybody anything. And I'm getting a little bit of money coming in from comedy or whatever I'm doing, right? I don't even have to be rich. As long as I just own my shit, I don't owe anybody anything. And I don't have to go into my job. I don't have a boss. That's my only goal in life, right? And that's, that's how you be happy. That's why we have a problem with depression. I think it's not, it's, it's not shit in the water. It's not, you know, GMO or, or genetically modified shit or anything like that. It's the system that we've built for ourselves. This massive machine that doesn't give a fuck about you. You know what I mean? Go to high school, go to university, get a job, buy a house, pay that off for the rest of your life work for a guy, make him more money than you'll ever see in your life and then die. That's fucking depressing. Wow. What a massive fucking, uh, hole we just went into. Never get a job. That's what I'm saying. Chase your dream. If you're, if you are under 30, you most likely have no responsibilities. You probably don't have kids, right? Right. You might have kids if you fucked up a little bit, but if you're under 30, right, you can risk everything right? Especially from, from about 18 to 25, you can risk absolutely. You got no debt. You got probably got no girlfriend or boyfriend. You got no car. You got nothing. So you can risk absolutely everything that comes into your house, into your life without any consequence. Do you know what I mean? When you're 18 and you lose, you lose a hundred bucks at the casino, that's just funny. If you're 40 and you lose a hundred bucks, that's the weekly groceries and your kids that you need to feed. So just risk it all. I'm not saying go gamble. I mean, gambling is fucking a stupid way to get ahead, but just risk everything. I'm really glad that, that I, I failed school because it, it, it gave me no other option other than do the thing you really want to do. I'm not saying fail school, but if school isn't important to the thing you want to do, then school's not important for your life. Fuck that off. All right. Anyway, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, my fucking, my last video um, that I put out, if the mainstream media was a person, I was really happy with that. I thought it was very funny, but uh, I pissed a whole bunch of people off in just the weirdest fucking way, like in just a way that I didn't expect. If you haven't watched the video, basically I play the media. So I play the Herald Sun, um, <clears throat> who is like our kind of, uh, if you're not from Australia or Melbourne, it's kind of like our right wing uh, kind of newspaper, you know, you know, the fucking deal. It's just the mainstream media. They like, Hey, everybody do this. Hey, be racist against this group because it sells papers. Hey, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know what they like fucking mainstream media made this video. If he was a person, um, Elliot Loney played uh, a representation of the general public. And then my, uh, mate, Khaled Kalafala played, uh, just the Muslim populace who, uh, the media likes to take the piss out of because it sells papers. Right. Um, so yeah, I did this video and I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, mainstream media telling everybody to do stuff, telling Elliot to vote for who they should vote for, telling Elliot to uh, start being racist to his friend and he starts believing it. Basically, it was just making fun of how everybody just does whatever the media says. But uh, I got all these comments saying that I was promoting a leftist agenda and I'm going to be honest with you guys, I don't know what that means. Promoting a leftist agenda. What the fuck does that mean? Can you promote a leftist agenda if you don't know what the agenda is? 
because the only agenda I thought that I was promoting was make a funny video. You know, I had the idea, hey, wouldn't it be funny if the media was just a dude who told you to do stuff and then you just did it because he was the media? That is kind of, that's kind of, that's the whole, that's the amount of insight I had into my own idea, but apparently I meant a lot more. I felt like, you know, I feel like, you remember when you were in English class and you were analyzing like 1984 and the teacher just said some outlandish insight into the book and you're just thinking, there's no fucking way George Orwell meant that. Do you know what I mean? Like she's, she's saying uh, he meant to demonstrate this by doing this, you know, the, the girl represented freedom and blah, blah, blah. And you're probably just thinking George Orwell's up in heaven, you know, listening to this and going, no, it's just a fucking book. All right. I'm not, I'm just, I had a cool idea about, no, I thought 1984 would be a sick idea for a book and I enjoyed writing it and then I put it out there. That's, you know, I'm not saying that. That's not what I mean. I felt like, I felt like that, you know, I was watching people tell me what my video was meant to say. I'm like, dude, it's just a fucking joke. This, this is my favorite. This is the comment that really got me, okay? <clears throat> I liked the video before I started watching it. So he liked it, like the thumbs up. I liked the video before I started watching, but changed it to a dislike when I finished. I thought you were a well-researched and opinionated person, but I guess I was wrong. All you are doing is propagating the left wing and mainstream media's ideals, which I am opposed to. So basically this guy said, hey man, I thought that uh, we agreed on everything, but then you did something that I interpreted to be a message that I disagree with. So I cannot laugh at it because I don't think it's correct. I do not think that your comedy video is factually correct, so I cannot enjoy it because it goes against my subjective opinions about factual real life things. So I'm sorry, sir, your comedy is not funny because it is not factually correct. Like, what the fuck do you want? If you want me, if you, if you want to watch a guy fucking say things that you agree with in a factual way, read a book. Don't come on fucking YouTube. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many people out there that just can't enjoy stuff that they disagree with. There's so many times when I've, when I've watched a movie and laughed at stuff that I didn't like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've laughed at jokes uh, about banning vaccines. I'm like, hey, I don't think vaccines should be banned, but that's a good joke. Ha ha. Well done. You know, I didn't left, let my belief get in the way of me enjoying something. Like, fuck, turn your, turn your ideals off before you fucking watch something. And all this left wing and right wing stuff is just a way to put fucking beliefs in boxes. Why do you have to be either left or right wing? You know, why can't you have a mix of the ideas? I've, I've had a look at most of the, the right wing ideas and I agree with a lot of them, but then I have a, lo a look at the other left wing ideas. I'm like, oh, I also agree with these. You know, everybody kind of has some good ideas and then we should like meet in the middle and compromise instead of going, uh, you fucking lefty, you lefty apologist. You're a fucking lefty, aren't you? Or, oh, look, oh, you're right wing. You like Donald Trump. Ah, oh, that must mean you hate black people. And this guy's going, no, man, I just, I just agree with a lot of his policies. You're like, oh, so uh, you're in the KKK. Is that what you're saying? You're like, no, man, I just think that maybe, maybe we should um, have, a, have a wall 
that stops people coming into the country illegally like most other countries do. And then everyone goes, ah, so you fucking hate Mexicans, do you? And he goes, oh, no, I just think that, you know, maybe we should let people in when when we know they're coming in. You know, like that whole Donald Trump wall shit. I understand that building a wall is probably a fucking impossible thing to do money and financially wise, but the idea of it makes sense, right? You have a country and you want to keep people from, and you want to, you don't want to keep people out, but you want to make sure that the people who come in are the people that they say they are, right? You want to keep a track of people coming in so you can take care of the people that are already there. That just makes sense to me, you know? Don't let people come into your house illegally. That's why I got a fence so I can make sure that my family is in here and not some dude that I just have to take care of because he walked in. He's like, hello, I'm your son now. I'm like, oh, fuck. Maybe I should build a wall and everyone starts calling me a fucking, you know, racist. I don't know. But then a lot of the stuff that Donald Trump says, I don't agree with. Like his fucking haircut. What's that? What's What's going on there, Donald? The fuck is on your head? I thought it was a wig for the longest time. But then I figured out that it's actually his own hair. If you really look at his hair, that's that's real hair. Because I what I think what I figured out I think is going on is he's bald on top, right? Like he's not completely bald, but he's got the old man ring of hair, right? You know that that male pattern baldness thing going on. So he's bald on the top of his head. But what he's done with his hair is he's figured out he's growing it from the right side of his head, right? It's either the right or the left. He grows the right side super long and then he, his hairstylist or whatever must pull it out from the side of his head and then wrap it around the front, kind of like a turban. So it goes from the side of his head around the front like a baseball cap and then it kind of looks like it's coming from the top of his head, but it's all from the side. So they make it go from the side to the front and then sweep it black. I don't know how the fuck they do that. It's the most ingenious thing I've ever seen. His hair is an engineering feat. Like, it's amazing. Absolutely incredible. So, yeah, I don't. I, I like the wall idea, but that haircut, bro, you got to fucking change it. And the tan. Slow down, man. You're 70 years old. I found out he's 70. That dude's old. I th- he's, he's fucking in shape, man. He looks better than Hillary does. She looks like she's about 800 and comes from the land of death. But Trump, man, I didn't know he was 70. I thought he was like, I thought the dude was like maybe late 50s, early 60s, because he's a big guy and he can talk for a really long time. And he seems like mentally seems pretty sharp, like regardless of what you you think of his ideas, like his ideas are still in his head and he knows how to think, you know, he doesn't have Alzheimer's or anything like 70. Most people start going downhill at that point, but he seems to be, you know, he seems to be really energetic. Maybe he's on, um, fucking meth. I don't know. It could be anyway, guys. Um, that podcast just, I didn't talk about anything I wanted to talk about. I just got distracted, but I fucking enjoyed it. I thought it was a good chat. Hey, um, I, uh, I thought I got my points across fairly fucking not eloquently. I can't say that because that is false. (laughs) (laughs) fairly ramblingly. So yeah, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this uh, episode of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I have the best revenge stories. You guys sent me some of the most 
brutal revenge stories. I specifically asked last week for some that went too far. I was going to read them this week, but I didn't have time. And I've got the best fucking stories. I'm reading some of these and I'm like, wow, how could you do that to another human? That is so horrible. So yeah, tune in next week. I'm going to read like, man, I might have to read a few because normally I only do two. I'm going to do like three or four. And if you have any other revenge stories, send them in to me. Um, yeah, so I'm going to, yeah, man, I'm looking at these. They're horrible. All right, so next week I will uh, be reading you the revenge stories. I've got a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about. Lure Review Season 2 is coming very, very soon. I'll give you an update on that next week too. Thanks for listening uh, and have a fucking shit one.